Welcome to Trolodron Behind the Scenes. I'm Chad Corey. Episode 21, Turning the Page. Well, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Trollodron Behind the Scenes. I'm Chad Corey, and in this particular episode, we're going to be talking about things that are going on with the world of Trollodron, and that could involve deals, creative works, all sorts of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But before we do, real quick here, I wanted to pass on that the those who are interested... The Wizard King Trilogy box set is still available for pre-order. For those who might not know, the box set is coming out on the 27th of September at the time of this recording. Um, it's going to be available in all locations as far as retail stores and online and stuff like that goes. And it probably is going to be more or less, I'm thinking, I don't know 100% on this yet, but more or less kind of more like a special edition as far as availability goes. I don't get the impression initially, although I could be wrong on that, that they're going to keep producing this indefinitely. So it might be a limited time as far as what is produced for it, which means if you are interested in getting your hands on the box set, you might want to do so earlier rather than later. Thankfully, it is coming out right around the time of uh, Christmas and other holidays and things. So people who might want to get it, take advantage of that can pass on to friends and loved ones and say, hey, you know, if you want to get me a gift or something, you can uh, give me the box set here. The benefit of the box set is that it is the all three books in one. Obviously, there is a nice slipcase that's designed for it. And you have the benefit of a fold-out, full-color map, which I think is really awesome. It allows for the opportunity for you to follow along as you read the story, where things are going, what's happening, that kind of stuff. And there's some more information on the back side of the map as well. So, there you go on that. Again, you can order it online, um, in bookstores, whatever the case might be. And September 27th is when that comes out. And finally, if you want to get more Trollodon information, you're not getting enough with this particular podcast, there is another, another that I do on a monthly basis called Trollodon Legends and Lore. And on that one, you can find out more information about some of the like, mythology, the background, the characters, the history, all that kind of stuff. Right now, we're in the process of wrapping up the Pantheon and the upper higher power, shall we say, cults and things like that. We've just now transitioned into some of the cults now, talking about that, if it's uh, of an interest to you. I've been, I've been going on about, uh, I think, two seasons now on that, maybe three. So there is plenty of episodes to take advantage of that as well. And there are other podcasts that I do, if those should be of an interest, you can find them at chadcorey.com slash podcast dot html and that'll take you to the main podcast page and let you know what's going on and let you uh, download them or take a listen to them as well if you're interested there and if you have any questions commentary or feedback you want to share about this podcast in particular or any podcasts that i've done in the series you can send them to behind that's b-e-h-i-n-d at chad cory that's c-h-a-d c-o-r-r-i-e dot com and i'll do my best to see if i can include um, answers to upcoming podcasts or maybe give you information uh, that way via return email or something to that effect but it is always beneficial for me as well to know kind of where you're getting access to this podcast how are you finding it are you finding it on the website what you know 
place, what places are you getting access to it, that kind of thing. It's always curious for me to see how far and uh, wide this is being uh, disseminated to and, and, and reached and, and who, who's funded and how. For me, it's kind of, for me, for me at least, like I said, it's an interesting concept and proposition. But if you have any commentary, like I say, if you want to get some more information or wish I would share more about a certain thing or less of another or just general feedback overall, you can feel free to send it and I'll read it and do my best, like I say, to see if I can incorporate or respond to what you share. All right, on to the rest of the show. Well, we are looking at now June at the time of this recording, which means, believe it or not, we are already one half of the way through 2022. It just keeps getting faster and faster, as they say, as you get older. And it is, on one hand, kind of fun to see because I've been able to get a lot of stuff done. On the other hand, it's just amazing because I'm like, whoa, I still got stuff to do and there's, you know, not much time in which to do it. I'm already looking at planning into the fall and winter and uh, just already into 2023 as far as publishing goes. So it's been a very, very busy time, but uh, like I said, kind of a productive time. Hopefully you've been having the same experience as well in your life. You've been able to get back into the swing of things and enjoying what we have. As far as projects and works go, I have recently completed the manuscript for Shadow Regent. That's the new book coming out for 2023. And that has been edited, and I've been able to go through that edit, although there'll be another editorial process or pass that'll go through that, probably in the not-too-distant future here. The, the way it works is, at least with Dark Horse, is they have to lay it out, put it together, and then they have it go to the editor again, and they go through and make sure everything looks good and nothing got missed on the last pass, and then I'll go through after that, verify everything, and catch anything else that might have gotten missed on that and then basically the book is ready to go to press which is really good because that will be coming out in march of next year and i'm really excited for it i think it's going to be a fun story what makes it different as far as um, what it is is that it's a standalone story i haven't done too many of those of late and it's been fun to put that together and realize that once i've put in the final words and say basically the end it really is the end. There's no you know, part two or part three in the ongoing series. So it is a fun opportunity, I think, for people who want to get into the world of Trollodon. It kind of allows them to get their feet wet without having to make a major commitment of having to plug into a, a trilogy or an ongoing epic or you know, trying to figure out what's going on in a collection of books. It's a great starting on point. Um, there is a little bit of a introduction that I was able to do in the beginning that allows you to just jump right into the story and not have to have a lot of backstory or baggage to kind of carry you through into the ongoing concept that we're covering. And the concept that we're covering, if you don't remember, is this is the cosmic level story. So we're talking about the gods and different planes, different realities and stuff, and how that is affected by the events that follow the Wizard King trilogy. The cool thing, like I said, is you don't really have to read the Wizard King trilogy to get into it because it's a whole nother, whole nother part of the, the cosmology, the world, if you will. And it, it just kind of continues the story in a different way, again, without without having to have knowledge of what took place before, because there is a nice introduction in some ways on that front. So, again, I like it. I think it's fun. I think it's different because we're covering a different reality, a different aspect of the world setting that I haven't really been able to get into. I think it's different because it flows a little bit differently, too. It's a little bit, uh, I don't want to say faster paced, but there's a different focus, a different feel to it. Um, it's still Trollodon. Trollodon, it's still a good story in my opinion but it just has a different fun feel to it that i think people will be entertained by and uh, get into as well 
My hope, of course, is that it's always a fun, entertaining story and that people get their enjoyment out of it. But I'm, I'm hoping as well, too, that people that are coming to it for the first time will find it interesting enough to maybe go back and want to read the trilogy, the Wizard King trilogy. And then people that have read the Wizard King trilogy will find it a nice companion piece or completion of the Wizard King trilogy on that level, too. So everything kind of builds off itself in that way. I am also in the process of this time of this recording writing a new series of comic books for the world of Trollodon. We are going to be covering, how can I say it? The idea basically is that I wanted to cover different settings, different uh, realities of the world setting, different time periods, different groups of people, and comics seem the most easy way to do that. It allows for the opportunity of... Like I said, doing different time periods, different people, different visual aspects that I might not be able to necessarily instantly convey in the written prose form. And they're also easier to write, at least for me, as far as the time commitment goes. So that I thought would be a fun thing to do and allows for more of a variety of stories to be told in a different medium that that would be beneficial to receive those stories. So starting the first one on the world looking at uh, Drolodon, which hasn't really been focused on, really, I think, at all. I'm trying to think as I talk to you here. I don't think I've ever really gotten into much of that part of the world. So it'll be really fun to cover more about that background, especially in a different time period, different group of people, and it allows for different levels of interaction. I can share things that were more visually interesting and exciting, I guess you can say, because sometimes, like I said, you, I can say and explain things in a book, but it's always more fun to hear, have the visual and say, here's, you know, here's what it looks like. And that, I think, will be really fun and enjoyable for people to get into. I am liking the story thus far. It's going to take me you know, a little bit of time, not much, but a little bit of time to put stuff together and, and edit it and refine it and stuff like that. I don't know when that will be coming to press. My desire is to take that to Dark Horse and to see if we can do a publication of that. But we got a lot of stuff in the works with Dark Horse and other people, and so I'm trying to find the right time. And of course, with that sort of project, you got to have the right art team involved as well. So that takes a little bit of time to do the art and illustration and production and things like that. But it is on my list of things to do, and one of the things I plan on doing. The idea is to probably have about, oh, maybe like two or three series uh, for groups of people. There's three different groups of people, so ultimately you're looking at about nine uh, mini-series. Again, these are going to be mini-series, about six issues each. I'm writing them that way rather than an ongoing series because for some reason right now, Dark Horse is just focused on only doing mini-series for their comics. And so that's what they're going to take on. So that's kind of how I set up for the process. It also allows for a nice transition into graphic novel collections later on from a mini-series. So it kind of works in both, both directions there. But that's the reason why that's going to be going on. And obviously, if I have more stories to share or if these prove to be really successful and people want more uh, stories, we'll see about putting some more out there and making them available on that front. Otherwise, the role-playing game is moving right along as well. For those who might not know, I am in the process of writing, developing, designing, whatever you want to call it, a role-playing game system, which I'm not only going to use for Trollodon, but also for the other worlds that I'm creating uh, and will be creating in the future. Not not everything I'm doing, obviously, is going to have a role-playing component to it, but those that do will be using this system. And I've been really actually pleased with what's been coming out with this role-playing game system. It is better than what I initially thought it could be. 
obviously I'm going to have to still do some playtesting. I'm going to have to do a lot of editing and it's, it's, you know, still in its infancy. It's not nearly completed by any stretch of the imagination as far as ready for publication, but it is something that I think is easy to get into and use and operate. And I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying going through and writing it and refining it and creating it. My plan is to do about one chapter in the, the book per month, and that's been going really well so far. And I've been able, like I said, to go through, refine, re- complete things out, finish things up, and just make sure the basic system is is there and, and works within the parameters of the world setting for Trollodon. And also, of course, the idea is that I want to have it work as a, as a game as far as playtesting and stuff goes, too. I haven't been able to get to that level yet, but I just wanted to make sure the basic elements and the, the main system is there. And then the next step after that will be going in, doing playtesting, refining, all that fun stuff, and, and make sure it's done, ready to go. Obviously, with a, a role-playing game of this nature, the desire, the thought process here is to have something ready and ready to go by the time there is enough of a demand and an interest in the world setting to begin with. Right now, with just three books out there on the market, uh, there's there's not going to be too much of a demand yet, too much of an interest yet, for people to want to take advantage of something like this role-playing game system. There might be some, but it might not be yet initially the, the large enough number that would demand having the, the cost and things justified to putting a publication together and actually putting forth the effort to get it out there and, and do that because, as you know, publishing is one undertaking, and that's, in some levels, really easy on the pro side. Uh, comics are a little bit more expensive, but role-playing games can be rather expensive because usually now the the market demands certain qualities and standards and things that make the cost of production and uh, distribution, among other things, rather high. And so you want to make sure when you go forth to do this, you have everything working in your favor, and that includes having enough of an audience, of an interested audience, who wants to actually physically purchase the book, uh, books, as the case might be, for the system and play it on at least a semi-regular basis. So that's that's the process. That's what's going on in the background there. Again, the idea is as I get more stories out there, as more awareness is generated for the world setting, then you can move into the role-playing game and then you know have people continue their stories or tell their own stories in that world setting as the case might be. And speaking of marketing and promotions and all that, I am in the process of dealing with Dark Horse for those upcoming publications, the box set release and the Shadow Region. My challenge is working now with some new people there. They're not new in the sense they're not new hires, but there are people that are taking over from the previous groups of people that were doing some marketing stuff. And in some ways that might be a good thing. I don't really have a full understanding yet of what things look like on that front, but I am trying to impress on them the, uh, I don't want to say urgency, but the strong desire, shall we say, to make a big effort of this box set as much as possible. It's, in my opinion, it's a perfect opportunity to reintroduce people to the world, uh, reintroduce people to the trilogy who might not have ever known about the world or the books or anything related to them. It's kind of like a fresh start in a lot of ways, so I'm wanting them to do that. Plus, it's the first prose box set that they've ever done as a company, so I'm hoping that can give us some leverage, some interest to get people interested in other publications and things to make that available 
to places going out as well. So that's kind of what I've been trying to do with the, the publishing side, the print side of things. Obviously, uh, my desire is to do some signings of some sort. Unfortunately, like I said in a previous episode, I, I don't really see how we're going to be able to do a physical book signing for a box set. I mean, it'd be great to get out there again and do some signings again. I've really been blessed with some successful events in the past on that, but I, I don't see stores right now wanting to spend the money on, you know, it, it's one thing to pick up, you know, 20, 30 copies of a, a single book, but when you say even 10 or 12 copies of a box set, um, that can get kind of expensive, and that's a lot of real estate they got to store because that's basically three books for every box set. So you're asking them to get, you know, quite a lot of books uh, to have on their shelf. Not that I'd mind them ordering them, but then they got to do something with them. And then, of course, how do you sign books that are wrapped in cellophane? You know, you can't take out the cellophane and and, and sign them. So, you know, I it may, I don't see a way to go forward on that. So what I'm trying to do as a compromise is I'm looking to put together a uh, an opportunity where I'm able to go in and do stock signings of the books, the uh, one through three, uh, the original books, you know, the single books, sign those, and maybe have an opportunity to do some displays or something with the box sets, including those books to some extent. So that's, that's the plan for this year at, at least. So unfortunately, I won't be going out in the, the larger sense to do uh, a traditional signing that way. But I will be, like I said, doing some stock signings, getting some copies available at least. So you have some options, at least in the Minnesota area. I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to go to other states at this point in time for this year. But I will be, will be and am looking at doing stuff and branching off for 2023. My desire, my hope, expectation, I should say, is that finally people are going to be wanting to get back for normal and get away with all these medical restrictions and things and fearful things that people have in place about masks and vaccine passports and stuff, and we're able to just get into a normal reality again and have uh, more conventions with more people and just get back to doing business as usual on that front. So I'm expecting that I'll be able to do some more conventions, trade shows, and larger venues in next year's exploits with the books, and we'll be able to go there. Oh, I didn't say this either. Let me just back up real quick because this will be repeating perhaps. I am still looking at distribution, kind of ties in, with doing events and stuff, I am still looking at distribution for Rainier's Legacy. That is a short story collection that I talked about, I think, a couple of episodes back. It's uh, seven short stories. The book itself is, well, I guess you can say it is done. It's been edited, been laid out, been proofed. Uh, it's really ready to go to the printer at any time. The challenge that I've been having is I'm trying to find distribution for it. And as I said in previous episodes, I, I don't want to put forth the time, energy, effort, money, all that stuff to get it produced and then not have it be available in as many avenues and as channels as possible. So that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And so I'm looking to find ways to get distribution tied into that and move forward on that. Uh, it's just been a little trickier process than what I'd imagined would be easier. Um, I've yet to find something that fits with what I think works, and I've yet to find someone that wants to take it on, but I'm sure there is a process out there. I have one avenue that I'm looking at heavily and considering. The only issue with that is that they won't be able to really do anything with it until next year. So I wanted to get something out this year and actually go on tour, like I was just saying, and do some things and have it released in that open space I have. 
but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case at this point in time. So I'll keep you posted on that. Obviously, there's only so much longer I can try and get something produced this year before the window of promotion and advertisement closes and I'm not able to get it out into the marketplace for 2022. So I am doing my best to look through that and try and get what I can figure out for this year as long as I'm able to do so. But more likely than not, it's looking like a 2023 is going to be uh, the release date for that, which means I'll have a pretty busy year, 2023, but you'll get plenty of titles to enjoy as well. The benefit is uh, basically I already have an ebook deal in place for it and an audiobook deal in place. It's just predicated on it being lined up with the distributor to get it into the larger market. So that's cool. And if I end up going with this option, uh, it's going to be a good fit, I think, in a lot of different ways and have a strong marketing presence. So I think that'll work out. In our favor, I just got to explore more opportunities of what is available on that front and go from there. So that's that. I just wanted to pass it on. I totally forgot about that. My apologies. But it ties into what we're talking about before, and it allows a nice segue into this final part I wanted to mention is I am looking at, as far as events and trade shows and things for this year, I am looking at doing something maybe maybe in October of this year. There is a comic book convention that we have in uh, St. Paul, pretty much every year. They're finally getting back to normal as far as how they do their processes again and allowing people in. And I haven't been able to get official word back yet on that at the time of this recording. But my plan and desire is to see if I can go in there and do at least one, at least something with them, have a, a table again and do uh, be part of the show again. I haven't been able to do that for the last couple of years. And I think it'd be great to kind of get in there and have books and I can sell them. And at that point in time, I'll have the box set, I'll have the loose copies of the trilogy, and I'll be able to promote upcoming books and things as well. I think it's a great opportunity to remind people that I exist and, and go forward on that. I am looking at as well, there is a book show, probably the most major book show we have in the state of Minnesota, that follows around, I think that same, the following week of that convention I just mentioned, and I'd like to kind of see if I could maybe take advantage of that, if that's something that would be of a benefit to uh, get people interested as well. The, the challenge with that, I shouldn't say challenges, the thing with that is it takes a little bit more upfront planning and there's a little bit more of a cost involved. Last year they were kind of strict in some things that would that really limited the audience that could be there and also the participants. I just didn't want to didn't want to do that if I you know, had to pay some money, a good chunk of change, and then not get the full amount of benefit from it as far as people coming in and taking advantage of the event. So I'm trying to see what we're going to do this year, and I think it would be another great opportunity to introduce myself to the larger reading audience of Minneapolis and Minnesota. We have several million people that live here in the state, so it would be great to reach more of them initially and at least make them aware of myself and the titles and the new titles that are coming out as well. So that's the plan. Obviously, I'll know more as we get closer to those events. I'm hoping, expecting that We'll probably have some type of information on that in the next month or a few weeks from now because usually they want to do at least a few months of planning and preparation before the event and give people time to take advantage of that. So I would expect we'll be getting some more information on that uh, in June, if not July, for both events, and uh, I'll be able to share more on that front. Otherwise, thanks so much for your time and interest in myself, the books, and the series, and all sorts of stuff Trollodon-related. Again, you can take advantage of more information about the world of Trollodon through the podcast and go to the website, trollodon.com. That's T-R-A-L-O-D-E-R-E-E-N. 
and um, you can take advantage of that, see what's out there. I do try and update that on a, a semi-regular basis, so there's tons of information to take advantage of there, and of course the books as well. So thanks for listening. We will see you next episode. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.